This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Start now. Oh, we are live. Welcome, Welcome to the party. Question here. Uh, welcome everyone. We are live at five on the old offense podcast live edition here, February 2nd, 2024. Groundhog Day. Is it Groundhog Day? It's what? Groundhog Day. Great movie, by the way. Really? February 2nd? February 2nd. Holy crap. Okay. Cool. Yep. yep. Uh, should we start? Oh, a little history lesson for episode. 2013, because the 2013 season was quite eventful for the Miami Dolphins, if you recall. Omar, you recall what happened in 2013? No. Uh, second year, oh, Bullygate. Ooh. Oh, one of the wildest, craziest seasons. I've, I've added too much context and insight to Bullygate. Um, go ahead, wrap it up. Yeah, the Reader's I- Digest version of the events of 2013 as this was the second year under Joe Philbin. Uh, the season started innocently enough and all hell broke loose in October with an incident that, ha- that happened between Jonathan Martin and Richie Incognito on a Monday, I want to say. In the lunchroom? In the lunchroom, in the cafeteria. Yep. He had enough. Yeah, he had enough. Uh, led to the suspension of Richie Gate investigation by the NFL. Jonathan Martin left. Richie Incognito got suspended. It was the season, however, of the wake-off. Thursday night win on Halloween against that the... Was the night, that was the night it began. That was the night it began. So that well, was he... a Thursday. It began earlier in the week. Yeah, it, that was a Thursday. Because he uh, did he play in that game? I can't remember what the situation was. But... Because I remember Richie played in that game, and it was the last game, and I'll never forget it. Not only was it the wake-off, but Richie left. It was on Halloween, mm-hmm. and Richie left in a Superman costume. <clears throat> left the locker room in a Superman costume. And I will never forget that. That was the last time I saw Richie in person for a very long time before he came back with Buffalo. Um, I, I like Richie. Um, I respect Richie. Richie went through a lot. Um, Richie caused a lot, mm-hmm. um, but as I will always say, 
I do not put Bullygate on Richie because Richie was being a good teammate. He was being the best teammate that he knew having grown up in an abusive household. And correct. The, the, the intention was not, uh, was not, the intention was not bad. Yeah. The delivery and the method. Yeah. And, and if you look through the 400 and whatever pages of the Ted Wells report and which was basically just a documentation of their text history, Richie was being a big bro. And unfortunately a lot of that stuff ain't healthy and it's certainly not kosher in this climate of 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 the world no he, he didn't necessarily have the, the the proper recipient of his of his tough fluff approach or whatever however you want to describe it you know what i remember from the that halloween night game driving home from the stadium and halfway home realizing i had left my phone in the press box and having to turn around and go get it not a happy camper that night, but that was a great game. It also, 2013 was the year of the Michael Thomas game where they signed them off the 49ers practice squad on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. He plays that Sunday against the Patriots as the game clinching INT in the end zone against Tom Brady in the 24-20 win. Puts them in a position to be able to make a run for a playoff spot, and the Dolphins completely crapped the bed the final weeks of the regular season, wound up 7-9 and nine and out of the playoffs. Yeah, that, that, that was the whole – era of the Joe Philbin era, maybe even the Tony Sperano era, maybe even the Adam Gase era, where they're in, they're in it in December and then poop the bed. I mean, not that they didn't do it this year as well. Um, so, But they made the playoffs at least before they pooped the bed. <laughs> as I recall, correct me if I'm wrong, and you have the media guy in front of you that I'm going by memory, this was a game where they needed one win in their last two games, mm-hmm. and they wound up scoring seven points total against Buffalo and the Jets. Yep. I mean, it is what it is. Um, that was the second year of Ryan Tannehill as a starter. Mm-hmm. He wasn't good the first year, and he was really mediocre that year too. But, you know, you prop up your quarterback and you blame everybody else for his issues. Remember they also traded for Brand, uh, Byron. That would, never ha- that would never happen ever, ever that the quarterback would get all the credit and none of the blame when things went south. That would never happen with the Dolphins. I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, that, that, that was also a year that they traded for Brian, Brian, Brian McKinney. Remember that? Oh, man, yeah. That was a late season. Uh, uh, that was after Richie. That was after Richie and Jonathan had banished, so they had to patch up the offensive line. Um, I think that might have also been the year Nate Garner suffered like his tremendously bad concussions. And after being hit in the helmet by a teammate, well, and which led to a lawsuit from Nate Garner um, that the Dolphins settled. Uh, so, whoo, that was just a bad, that was just a bad year. But that's what happened when you had bad leadership. Okay, so now we'll forget 2013. Let's move on to 2024. Nothing new on the defensive coordinator search other than what? No new candidate? So we're done no, with candidates? No but, no, but we do know that Anthony Weaver very much is in the mix because John Harbaugh had his end-of-the-season press conference wrap-up uh, in Baltimore and said that he was asked about Anthony Weaver, could not have greater things to say about him. Actually, he says he got doesn't understand why the guy is not even a head coach yet, um, but he mentioned the fact that that he's a, he's like a still in the mix for the Dolphin defensive coordinator position no other names and it's also pro bowl week which means that there was some 
interviews done in Orlando with some of the South Florida reporters who traveled up there today with Tua Tungovailoa, Teron Armstead, and Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey gave him two minutes. No, I'm joking. That's funny. Maybe three. Uh, the, the biggest point of two was uh, chat was about how he believes that the Dolphins will give him a contract extension in the offseason, but he's going to leave that to his agent, which is what nothing, nothing overly dramatic. Exactly. That's what you say. Uh, he's certainly not going to say, unless he had been told, and certainly there's no, re- there's no way in hell, that even if the Dolphins were thinking about moving on, which they're not, uh, even if they were, they certainly wouldn't have sent them to the Pro Bowl by saying, by the way, we're going to move on. You know, prepare to play 2024 with another team. Um, and they just they haven't began the no- negotiating process. And I highly doubt this is something that gets done before March 13th. What? No, I have Shelby, you, you got me. If you that was a prank, you got me. Uh because because I've been doing this, Shelby in the chat is telling me give two thumbs up for fireworks. So I'm going to <laughs> That's why I, I, I don't believe Shelby's a liar. Shelby, You're not doing it right. Yeah, or maybe I'm not doing my. T- Is it like this? Nope. Shelby, you steered me wrong. Okay. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Shelby made you look like a moron. <laughs> yeah, I'll take you to trouble, Omar. That's hey. not a very difficult task. <laughs> hey, but the fact that you could do this just—I <laughs> absolutely love it. Like. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Um uh, is not getting I don't think he's getting a negotiated contract before March 13th. Do they need to redo Tua's deal to timeout? What's up? If they're if the Dolphins are have may, already made the decision we're extending him, we're giving him sending him a long-term contract and we're we're of the opinion that his cap number for 2024 is going to be lower than 23.2 million. We not agreed on that. If they sign him to a multi-year extension, yeah. Correct. So then, why would they wait until after March 13th to cut to cut their surplus as much as possible before the start of the league year? Because there's Again, so many, there's so many other moves that you can do that can help you get surplus that don't have long-term ramifications or consequences. They all have long-term ramifications or consequences, but. It's a lot easier to restructure Jalen Ramsey, extend Tyreek, uh, probably restructure Zach Sealer. And you might have to retouch that contract because $8 million a year for Zach Sealer. Boy, is that a bargain? Uh, um, uh, you you know, you could touch uh, Durham Smythe. You could touch Alec Ingold. You could, Omar, so- Omar yeah. I agree with you. What I'm, what I am saying is you were saying that you didn't see a need to do it before March 13th. And I am saying – if you can get it done before, unless you, unless you unless you absolutely need the cap space, and there are a couple of things that are going on that I'm not really privy to tell you guys now that could complicate things and make it a, a real real uncomfortable situation, but that's that's not your none of your business at this present moment. Um, and yeah, uh, it, it's. You know, Ty, and and Brandon. Um, I'm sorry, I said Brandon Albert. No, um, Teron Armstead. There's some that's there's some similarities there. I like that. Yeah, uh, Teron Armstead. You know, according to what he's talking about at the Senior Bowl, hasn't really still committed to playing. And as I've broken down, uh, based on the people that I've talked to, 
he'd be an idiot to walk away from $14.2 million, which is basically guaranteed. Like Teron Armstead could show up at 350 pounds, say he needs his knee repaired and still get his $14.2 million. Not to say that he would do that, but there's nobody in the world who's walking away from $14.2 million. Like, well, if I read his contract, if I read his contract correctly, he's got five already guaranteed in the bank. And if he's on the roster on the third day of the league year, March 15th, that's another 8 million. Yeah. There, there's no cap ramification. There's no cap benefit to releasing him. So, and there's no cap benefit to him retiring. So it, it, it you know, what, what exactly what you gonna do? You gonna do nothing? Um, you could restructure him if he's willing to, and but then that would be a commitment to more years. And I don't think he's at that. Can't do. Can't do yeah, that at that point. Um, but there, there, there are more things that are a little bit scary on the horizon that the Dolphins have to. When I say Dolphins have to work through, let me finish that thought. But. When I told you about this cap mess that the Dolphins were in last offseason and everybody said, shut up, we don't want to hear about it because we want to live in the moment. I can honestly tell you, I didn't know it was as bad as it is. I know the more you dive into it, it's, 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 it's really bad, but it's it, there are ways around it and ways to wiggle your way out of it. And Steve Ross is going to write them the checks that allow them to wiggle their way out of it, hopefully. And but. I don't know if you're going to be able to put together a better team than you had in 2023. It just. Oh, no, I agree. And and that was their most, more, most talented team in a while. And it could be a while before they reach that level again. That yeah. was a perfect storm of being able to assemble yeah. a really, really good roster. And if I, if I'm going to be candidly honest to the people in the live chat, because. No, don't do that. Roster, no. Uh-uh. Nope. No, yeah. You might just be better off resetting it now. You just uh, and I'm just because you're just gonna make a mess. It's gonna be a worse mess. You think anything you do now is not gonna make it a worse mess? Like, but, uh, but, okay. But how do you re- go, give me an example? Give me two or three moves that would that would constitute a reset or would be part of a reset. I think you you got to trade the big pieces. You got to trade Ramsey. You got to trade. I mean, you you're 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 not. You can make a run. What are you going to win? 10, 11 games? Unless you just absolutely have a just knock them down, unbelievable draft, which is possible, but knowing this team's history, not likely. Um, I don't I don't know. And I and I will be very cautiously optimistic because I know how Boss Ross operates, and I know how much he likes to spend, and I know Chris Greer likes to find that dented can that somebody's selling you at a discount like Jalen Ramsey and he could potentially find a dented can and he could potentially trade one of his dented cans for somebody else's dented can. You you never know what magic Chris Greer can make because he does make magic from time to time. So that's a lot more likely than resetting now. I mean, they, again, as my, my analogy is they've, they've taken the dive off the cliff. And they're halfway down. They're not stopping. I mean, at least at least give it. You got to give it the 2024 season, and then you revisit you revisit everything. And I mean everything next off season. And why uh, shouldn't you be revisiting everything this off season, and begin the process of restarting it? Because you already have. Because you already have 
a lot of those big pieces already in play. You have the pieces in place. If if you didn't believe, hold on. If you don't believe that you can put together a Super Bowl caliber roster right now, what made you think you could do it that you had in last year? And it's not going to look the same at the start of the season because of the injury situation. But once you get to November and December, ideally you have all your pieces back. And if you don't think that's a that's a if you don't think that's a, the roster that can make a Super Bowl run, then what 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 are we doing here? Go ahead. Where are your defensive linemen? Where is your cornerback? Where's your sec- where's your secondary? Where where is your interior of your offensive line? Hold on. Hold where's on. your third receiver? Hold on, but this is this is what I'm talking about. Is if you 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 do whatever you need to do, you make whatever sacrifices you have to make to retain Williams and Hunt, for example. And then obviously Williams, chances are he's not ready for the start of the season, but you have him, let's say November, December in the stretch run. You do whatever you need to do against sacrifices, cap related down the stretch to bring back Christian Wilkins. You talk about the secondary other than X leaving. Again, you're going to tell me you, they can't find anywhere somebody who gives them enough quality play. And that's the only piece you're going to be missing from last year. Unless you're, we're talking about Deshaun Elliott. I mean, I, I, I still am not going to sign that player to a, a ridiculously long contract. And you're talking about finding a space for an extra four to eight million dollars a year. And you, you, you know, you know, money tight. You know, money tight. Where that? Uh, um, you know, maybe you could restructure Jerome Baker and and get him back here. But bro, money is tight. Money is really tight. Don't, but yeah, but you, you honestly think it can't get done if the Dolphins are willing to sacrifice making their bad situation this year even First. worse, say next year or the the following year, if they really want to go again. And again, the owner's not getting any younger. And True. I'm sure, I'm sure he didn't start this idea of telling Chris Greer go get all the big guys you can get, just to say after one year, after all those big moves of oops, no, I think we need to recon reconsider our position. I, I'm not buying that for a second. Can I address something else? We'll, yes. we'll get to Jalen Ramsey's comments at the Pro Bowl. I want to address Tua and the skills competition. Oh, please do. Oh. I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. Are we, are we, are we really? This, this is my position. Are we really making any kind of value judgment off a skills competition at the Pro Bowl? Wow. The Tua haters will. Well, this is what this is why I, I'm going to be. I'm going to renounce my membership to that club because I. Sorry, I'm not jumping in because it's ridiculous. Um, here's the way I put it. This is a Pro Bowl competition that doesn't even include a game. The people are there to sign autographs, take pictures, and show their family a good time at Disney. You don't think Tua with his child and baby. So baby's here. Okay, yeah. I did. Okay, so you don't think to uh, congratulations to it? Did not know baby yeah. was here. Um, girl or boy? Do you know? I do not know. This is, this okay. is for the newborn. Um, you don't think that he spent all day at Disney, go, getting celebrity treatment and fast pass his first Pro Bowl, like soaking it all in, like and and then showed up at the skills competition and just like throwing balls at moving targets like here here's here is I was having this conversation with um a friend of mine and he 
And I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to go do a live podcast and have to go talk about this. And I'm glad you brought it up because, you know, you're you're the resident to a hater. So in America, um, you have you are the face of to a hate. It's like sitting right there. It's like supposedly. <laughs> and, and I know I know that's not who you are. I know that's not where you are. And I, I know you're trying. It's the role I play on TV. Yeah, it's the role you play on TV. I, I know your trauma is, which I put out today on a, a tweet, is rooted in the seven years of wasted time that we both invested in Ryan Tannehill and belly ached and cried. And our friendship was spawned by the fact that we both knew we were wasting time uh, uh, and didn't present any options, um, any exits, no alternatives. Why'd you do the contract? What are you doing? No competition, never. No, no competition. Even a guy, your receivers begged to replace him, and you you basically banished them all. Like when receivers say, "Yo, this guy's not good enough. Give us Matt Moore," and you say, "No, we're just going to replace all of you." Mm-hmm. Something is wrong. But anyway, yep. um, that you you triggered my trauma. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, bro, he spent all day at Disney. Who cares that he performed last? And on top of that, yeah, these are moving mechanical targets that Tua has not worked on any chemistry or timing with. Oh, oh my, oh my. Wow. See, now you now, come on, come on, man. You now you lost me. Yeah, did you just say he hasn't worked on the chemistry with the with the mechanical targets? Come on, yeah, man. like come on. What do you what did he how many passes did he throw to these mechanical targets before he went out there and competed and put up a 16? Oh. How, how, you you just lost me there. To to me, we, we we should stop at. It's a vacation. He may have spent the day at Disney World with with his wife and kids. Uh, he was taking it. What you he know? Did, did he look like he, he was really like, working hard there? Like no. no I mean, come on. But 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 and here's my here's my other point. He did not work to work on direct chemistry with the mechanical target. Stop. You know he didn't. Uh, <laughs> And I, and, and, but to be judged it for bad, when there was a bad scheme, it was a bad offensive scheme too. <laughs> well, bad strategy too. Why are you going for five checkdowns in a row? What are you doing there? Like, I agree. are you Chad Henney? What five checkdowns in a row? And what were the what were the weather conditions inside that that convention center, wherever they were? I think the, did he have the wind? In, did they blow the wind in his face on purpose? I think we have to factor everything here. Okay. Touche. I get you. I see where you're coming from. Um, like, who cares? He's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL right now. That you can't name five. Okay, I, I was ready for you because you are so quick to throw that out. And now, now I'm putting I'm putting the mask. Where are, where are my boxing gloves? Let's I, go. Where where, where, where <laughs> are you telling me he's not one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL right I now? I am saying that it's massively overblown because of the media talking points that it that is advanced number one by TV analysts and by fo- good folks like yourself. Because I went and looked at the metrics today because I was like, is he really the most? And if you look, the good folks at Pro Football Reference and you want to poo-poo them all you want, by all means. But according to their metrics like in terms – hold on. In terms of bad throw percentage, they have that stat. They also have that stat of uh, on-target passes. What and he is – Bad throw percentage. He is like – it's throws that, that are deemed like 
bad throws on the, on the, the incompletions on the quarterback. Uh, I can look it up right now if you would like me to, but that's basically the essence of it. Uh, and two is like around 10 or 11 in both categories. So yes, he is accurate, but this notion of like, oh, he's like the most accurate passer in the NFL or he's right at the top. I think that thing that's overblown a little bit. Um, and then if you're going to go with, well, he throws deeper than a lot of other guys, that's not that's not accurate either. The intended air yards per uh, attempt, again, he's like in the teens. He's not in for 2023. So yes, he's accurate. But I think we, I think everybody, we need to be a little bit more restrained in that, and certainly not necessarily call it a superpower, like like I see in certain places. Do we want to move on to Jalen Ramsey's comments? Yeah, let's do it. Let's rock. What do you say? <laughs> Go, um, ahead. Go ahead. So I was watching Josh Moser, um, WSFN Sports Extra. Um, per, um, Director, sports director. Mm -hmm. And and all around good dude. Yes. Um, And he talked to Jalen Ramsey. And Jalen Ramsey basically said, if Vic Fangio said what he said, and there's a huge if, and he's not necessarily certain that Vic Fangio did say what he said. And I I say there's some possibility that maybe Jaws kind of a stretch to truth just because he played down here in the era of cocaine. And, you know, obviously you, you know, it leaves a lasting effect or impression on you about what South Florida is. Yeah. A lot of the guys in the Don Shula era, they were on cocaine. And I hate to, like, put that out there, but Joe Rose has said some of that stuff on air. It was Miami in the cocaine era. Like, did you, it, it, you know, it was a lot of it was in South Florida, but that doesn't necessarily mean that what translated then is translating now. Do I know, for instance, that the Dolphins have to be very careful and meticulous about who they put in South Florida? Yes, that's been a foundation of what they've done for the last 20 years. Uh, they prefer players who are married, they prefer family guys. That That's in the draft process. They don't necessarily prefer the party guys, or I know, for instance, there's one player that, that got moved from here. I'm not going to say any names, but heavy weed smoker. Weed is legal now, but that was a major concern of the organization. In some states. Huh? In some states. Yeah. No, but it's legal in the NFL now. So, oh, okay. you, you know, so that was a major factor of why they kind of moved on. Um, Because the guy liked to smoke weed a lot. He still likes to smoke weed a lot. Um, but you're talking about Ricky? No, no, I'm actually not talking about Ricky. Okay. Um, very, very big foundational piece. Um, anyway, okay. well, let, 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 let me let me not gossip because that's not none of your business. Yeah, exactly. Um, did and I disagreed with what Fangio said. I said maybe some guys. And I said this when we did the podcast. I said, maybe some guys fell into that category where my was a little bit more challenging. And, and um, Bryce Butler commented in, in the post that I put up on my Instagram uh, on the topic. And I, I'm, I appreciated him for his transparency. And he said, I'm very thankful that my career began elsewhere and did not begin in Miami because I wouldn't have had a career if it be, had began in Miami. This is a real challenge. 
but it's no different than the challenge that you might face in Vegas or New Orleans or Los Angeles, maybe even New York. But yeah, it's it's, it's a little different down here in Miami. And hey, hand grazed, guilty. It's a little different down here in Miami. I, you know, so is that a challenge? Yes. But did it impact last year's team? No. Maybe select instances, and I don't even know Cam Smith's background. I know exactly why Vic Fangio supposedly hates Cam Smith, and that wasn't it. It was used as an excuse of, of that it was it, but was a well. Sam Madison kind of, in a very polite way, suggest, suggested that being a pro was not something that Cam Smith had mastered. Mm-hmm. Talking about showing up early, staying mm-hmm. late. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I so think you study work, being prepared, passing the quizzes. Yes. Correct. And I think, that, I think that doesn't have anything to do with hanging out on South Beach Street. No, no, correct. No, no, correct. This and, is why this is why in the comments that Jaworski relayed, which probably come fan Joe, um <laughs> I, I, that, that whole South Beach thing was a little weird to me as far as some certain guys not playing hard or whatever or not working hard enough. Yeah, I, I can see that a couple of guys. Um and Cam Smith, I mean, Sam, without saying it, kind of said it and it would, would explain why he didn't play. Um, and then there, there, there are certainly some maturity issues. I think Javon Holland has done nothing for his image the last couple of weeks, first with the Kicking Rocks video and then saying, mm, well, nothing to do with Vic leaving. Sure, I'm sure you, you've posted that. I checked his Instagram. I don't see any other video of him kicking rocks in the, under any other circumstance. Uh, Let that go, man. Let it, well, let it be. It's easier to lie than to address and say what you need to say. You know, it's, don't address it. Then don't address it. Then you say, I'm not talking about that. And and then that becomes a story. Like. just It was already. I, a, it was a story. I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. It's. It's a lot. He made a story when he put it on, when he put that, that post. And again. It's, it, on the one on the one hand, it's okay for him to express his opinion. He's got the right to do that. He's an NFL player. Who just, Stand by it is what you're going to say. No, I'm saying, did, did, did you really need to do it? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. There's something uh, yes, this era of players, this era of player have to have their say. They have to have their voice heard. They have to have their agenda put, put out. Okay. This era of players. Why do you think everybody has a, everybody and their mama has a podcast? Because they don't trust you, Alan Poupard. You're 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 evil media. 
you're not going to tell the story the way that I want the story told. You're not, I, I ran a whole company that was based on that. Like, Except we're also talking about a guy who does a weekly appearance mm -hmm. on WQAM. Mm -hmm. he likes, he, yeah, he, he needs to raise his profile and he likes money and, and, and a free car. Just, what, what, uh, what, uh, see, that to me, that doesn't necessarily reek of professionalism. I hear where you're coming from, but old guy, somebody called me a fossil today, which I have to say. <laughs> oh, means, you lost your you lost your hard privileges. No, I did. They're right there. Come on, look. Yeah, I know you. You got it back. Um, oh, what that? Whoa! There we go. Uh, that made me laugh. So maybe I'm a fossil, but it doesn't reek of professionalism when you're kicking the guy on his way out the door. Who cares about professionalism, bro? The guy broke up with me, and I I could kick you when you break up with me. Like I don't care. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. He, yeah, but he didn't leave the Dolphins. You didn't want to be with me, huh? He, he didn't. He didn't break up strictly because of Javon Holland, unless you know you know something I don't. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, Javon Holland wasn't wasn't. I mean, bro, it was a mutual breakup. But we broke up. I don't have to say nice things about you because we broke up. And that's this generation of players. Like, sorry, yeah, but I don't have to. I don't have to trash you on the way out the door. That's the, that's the point I'm trying to make. Uh, well. I didn't say nice things about you and you trashed me on the way out. Uh, it is what it is. We broke up. Like, keep it moving. Okay, I'm old. What can I tell you? Just, yeah, I yeah. I mean, this, you clearly have not figured out how this, uh, hell, surprised Javon Holland didn't unlike all his, didn't didn't, didn't take down all of his pictures on Instagram. Like, uh, uh, like that's how you know today's players disgruntled with this organization. Like, okay, we'll know Jerome Baker's on the move when he takes down all his Dolphins pictures. Like it's it, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, one thing I will say about one one last thing before we start attacking some of those comments and questions here. Um, one thing, one per, one player who you certainly cannot accuse of not working hard enough is Jalen Ramsey himself. Absolutely he's, correct. He's the one who spoke about it, but that dude, I mean, busted. Bro, for you to ass. come back from a season-ending injury in three months, like. And and he mentored Cam Smith and and you know I don't know I listen it's it's like what's that saying about crying over spilled milk it is what it is man and, and one thing I do want to address is this whole thought process because I I wrote the column on alldolphins.com um give me a second give me a second I wasn't prepared um addressing my column said the Dolphins need to aggressively go after Mike Vrabel. And he's an excellent coach. He could help bring a toughness that you lack as an organization. He can help run a pretty good defense generally. Um, he would be at the top of the list of candidates that you should be looking at if he's willing and interested in becoming your defensive coordinator. And the reigning sentiment in that why should we do that so we can find four different defensive coordinators in four years? And my thought process on that is, well, if you spend a whole life settling, how happy are you going to be? You should, you should want the best. And what, 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 what? I'm throwing a pass. Oh wow! Did you really? I am not settling, sir. 
That is who I wanted okay. from the very beginning. Okay. That is who we tanked for Tua for. Okay. Do not be disrespectful. Now, have you the results been everything that you desired and wanted and what makes your heart flutter? It has not. But that was the love of our life that we gave up everything for. No, no, speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. That was the love of the Dolphins' life that they gave up everything for. Okay. So and where and, and where are we? Quit because things get a little rough. Where where are we? Things get a little rough. Where are we four years after the fact? You've had he, he's never put it a losing season. You have had two straight years of going to the playoffs, and yet you have not played well in December. But it isn't all on him. Then don't mention his his don't mention his record if it's not all on him. And by the way, did, did you see this? How did, did you, you turn this into a tour conversation? Because, oh, be, and then be. you want to complain to me that I turned everything into a tour conversation? Because you're the one who talked about settling. Um, I am not. Nobody is settling over here. You're having buyer's remorse. Did you see? Did you see the nugget I came up with, which actually startled me because I did not, did not know this because I went into a, a tour back and forth with. Twitter fans and his supporters after you teased the line. And I, and I know some folks are tired of the tour talk, but he's the most, he's obviously the profile player on this team. Um, record again, record as a starter against playoff teams. I think. Or winning percentage to us is three, 300. What's Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill is 392. What's the record? I'm just giving you a winning percentage. Obviously I don't want better. a winning percentage. I want the record. Anyway, let's okay, anyway, okay fine. Whatever. Uh, I, I gave you the winning percentage. Is Tannehill's is better against playoff teams than Tua's. I don't care. <laughs> well, can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. I, 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 I'm, I'm, not, I'm not emotionally ready or prepared to handle a Tua argument, fight, discussion. Okay, let's move on. Especially not when, especially not when he pooped the bed in a QB skills challenge at the Pro Bowl, where he's a Pro Bowl starter. I'm not. But I'm not. I'm not debating you on. Not debating you on what you call it on the on the Pro Bowl thing. I am going to spend all. I'm going to spend all of next week analyzing Tua, just like I spent all of this week analyzing Christian Wilkins and his situation. And you can find that two piece package on alldolphins.com broke down Christian, why he holds all the leverage. And hopefully when you read it, which reading it is fundamental for you to understand it. When you read it, you then understood why I say he holds all the leverage and that's not a negotiable. And also it also indicates to you, this is the price point of the player that you have right now and the, his competition this offseason, which could swing the leverage back into your position because there's a lot of quality defensive tackles out there. And from what I'm hearing, this is not a good defensive tackle draft. I've not I, done the research myself. No, I heard that as well. Yes, and I've I, not I, done I, the research I, myself. Same but when it's not a good defensive tackle draft, the price raises in free agency if oh, yeah. that's the need. So – but I painted every – It's it was 1,700 words, people. I painted every situation, scenario, contract that you need to know so that you're going to understand exactly what Christian and his agent are working with and what the Miami Dolphins are working against. And next week, I promise you that I will do the same for Tua. But 
let's continue. But I ain't fighting with you about Tua today. Not not today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You come yes, I am. You came for a fight that I was not prepared for. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing it with you today. Not not today. I come with stats and I have some people, of course, here on the on, on the comments who are like you know, picking when I come up with stats, there's always there's always a caveat. Oh, but whatever. I'm it just, is what it is. Correct. Because you can't have it both ways. You can't have like stats one way. Yes. Like you, for example, when you mentioned, well, it's oh, not on tour when they lose. No, it's not on tour when they lose. I never said I never said it was. It's also not on tour when they win. You can't have it both ways, though. You can't you can't point to his winning record. You can't point to his winning record, and then when I point out the bad winning record against against I, I didn't I didn't dodge it. I'm I need to look into it and examine it before I give some response and rebuttal, which is why I asked you what is the record. I'll accept, now, your, I'll accept your apology once you're done with the research. <laughs> oh, you are special today. Throw, throw me some hearts. Let's get into some of these questions. People, if you have a question, I'm going to ask you to restate it in the live chat or the star chat so we can get into it. We're only going to be here for an hour. I got to go pick up my little daughter, my Mila, my world, and I'm excited about spending time with her. So let's, okay, let's, get, let's get to it. All right. J.D. Rodriguez, thank you very much. Love the show. Never miss an episode with so many needs. You. We thank you for watching, J.D. With so many needs of premium positions, what are the chances Miami trades up in the draft? With what resources? You trading a player for a draft pick? Because that's all you got. Slim to none for me. In fact, it would to me it would be a lot more likely either they, they trade that pick for a play for a veteran or they trade down to accumulate more picks. Um, I agree with Poupard. It would also be very important to know who are the premium players in this draft. They're usually about 11 to maybe 16, 18, if you want to be less conservative about it. And if, you know, as Chris Greer has always said, and I do agree with him, if there are, if you're owning pick number 21, there are exactly 20 premium players in the draft. If you're owning pick number six, there are exactly five premium players in the draft like it 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 never fails um so you really have to understand what the draft looks like from a landscape perspective and and to be honest with you i don't know and as i always say to people and i truly 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 do mean this i won't look at a single mock draft before free agency happens because every mock draft you're looking at now throw it out the window because free agency is going to destroy it because teams are going to address their needs that people are selecting making their picks assigning their picks for in 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 mock drafts done right now so not, it's, only, not only that one problem with mock drafts is everybody does a mock draft based on need when the best drafting philosophy at least in BPA. my mind you, you take the best player and this that is bpa best player available correct um and I, I, sorry omar well connor one thing you said chris Griss said and i because re, i remember this i think it was a 2020 draft a tour draft as a matter of fact being him being asked how many players would be worthy of that number five spot that they had, and I believe he came up, he threw out the number eight. There mm -hmm. were eight players, and the Dolphins had and picked number five. Brian, thank you very much, Brian. Appreciate uh, the contribution and the viewership as well. Omar, this is all yours. I heard some rumors that Brian Flores have subjected to what to some unnecessary drug tests. Any truth to that? I heard them too. I asked and. Obviously, you're not hearing that from the Tua camp. 
Um, I was told that that is not true. Um, one, you cannot subject any player to any drug test, anybody, um, without the NFLPA being involved. So um, now, I don't know. I don't know, but I've heard that it was not true. Um, and maybe people can clarify. If I don't hear it from Tua, it's not true. Um, could FSU's Jordan Travis be the Finns version of Purdy? Maybe fifth through sixth round. Oh man. Um, I don't know. Have not done the film work. And to be honest with you, uh, um, I'm totally in support of drafting a quarterback. I am all for it. I don't care where you draft him. I don't care what resources you use. Um, right now, based on the way the all dolphins podcast, and I am speaking as a podcast is moving forward with Tua is we are far more comfortable with giving Tua the fifth-year option and then potentially using the franchise tag on him in 2025, which would add up to $59.1 million for two years. Don't like it? Tough titty, said the kitty. And if you if you want a new deal, ball the F out. And you'll get your $250 million deal. But... The way you played last season, you didn't ball the F out. And he came up short. But he was a Pro Bowl starter. Don't use my stuff against me. Okay. Uh, but it, it I, just... I, I say on behalf of the All Dolphins podcast, I, I endorse your endorse your, 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 your hatred. Don't use the word hatred. Okay. Not, endorse your, your Endorse your fiscal responsibility to not marry a quarterback that you are absolutely certain that you'll spend the rest of your life with. And here you go, just throwing, throwing, throwing more salt at me by using stuff against me. No, because no, I'm making the point of like, again, folks are, folks are going to counter any argument against my position of like, Let's let's give it one more year and then revisit. Yeah. I said, well, he was a Pro Bowl starter. What more do you want? Here's, want here's my here's my thought process, and this is why you know just talking to players, and I have, and people know that I do. They don't care one way or the other, and nobody's going to shed a tear for Tua at twenty three point two million dollars because he'll be the second highest paid player on the team behind Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Nobody's shedding a tear for him, um, and. Give you a perfect example. Christian Wilkins, if he's lucky, and if the Dolphins just bend over and let let and let him do them. Oh, wow. Whoa. Man, graphic here. If he's lucky, he's walking away with $60 million in guaranteed money mm-hmm. for over three years. Mm-hmm. If he's lucky, that's your highest free agent. Well, two would get that in two. So that's why, you know, it's great to show a vote of confidence and absolutely shower him with love and praise and and conviction and belief that you're our guy. But the reality is there's still some doubt. And until you silence those doubts, the the no, they're they're the elite is not I can't pay you elite price tag until you show elite play. Now, if you want to take $40 million a year, and I know Poupard was not in support of that, no. then 
where do we sign? Let no, me know. No. Let me know. Stop, stop crying. You're gonna take it like a man. Stop crying. If you want to, if you want to sign a below market value deal, let, I'm gonna offer it to you. Like, come on, let's put pen to paper. But I'm not gonna be stubborn like Poupard. Not, you're not. It's irresponsible roster management to lock yourself into a quarterback who has not shown he can right. elevate his game. To seventy percent of teams do it. Who makes you special? Doesn't mean it's right. They do it. Quarterback makes you special. Generally speaking, generally speaking, not always. And yes, you can win with a not special quarterback, but you have to have everything in place around. Okay, let's move on because we don't want to bore people to death with this. No, well, hold on. I'm doing this. No, thank you, Noel. Noel taking a shot here. The pylons ran the wrong route during the skills competition, not to his fault. They had the, I, I think I'm, I agree with Omar's point, though. They didn't have the chemistry because they hadn't worked on their timing yet. Well played. Well played. Thank you. <laughs> Greg, thank you very much for the contribution and the viewership with the support. We appreciate it. What is it going to take for Ross to get rid of Greer and his projects that clearly do not work? We have been mediocre for one too many years. One, to blame the fact that this doesn't work on Chris Greer is irresponsible. Um, I know he's been here for 20 years, but how in control has he been in terms of selecting a quarterback, endorsing a quarterback, paying a quarterback? This is the first. So give him some time. But I honestly do believe that um, he's entering the hot seat in this cycle. And when you make Steve Ross write $100 million worth of checks just to buy you cap relief because you were irresponsible with the credit card, um, there is going to be a price to be paid. And if I give you $100 million and a new credit card, you better deliver some goods. And if you don't deliver some goods, might be your head. But he, Chris Greer might have been operated under a mandate from Stephen Ross. Do what you got to do to bring me a championship. Money's no object. And okay? if you can't, how long are we going to do this? Well, how correct. long are we going to play this game? But this is, would be another part of my argument as to why they're not resetting now. No, they're not. I, did, I didn't say that they are. They are. I said that they should. If you want to be a healthy, smart franchise. Down the line, correct. But Stephen Ross, I think, is worried about now. Chris Greer, who knows what that Stephen Ross is watching, what he's doing, and seeing if this particular mission is going to pan out, he's not resetting either. Okay, That one you'll have to explain to me. I didn't watch that Pro Bowl skills competition. I was aware of what happened with Tua, and I actually saw – don't ask me why I watched it, but I watched a clip of his throws – uh, Cap for Life, thank you very much. Micah Parsons didn't have an issue with the mechanical robots. No clue. Oh, Mike. So Micah Parsons competed in that competition as well. Uh, is that what you're saying? Maybe, I don't know. maybe it was a tackling. I am not watching one second of the Pro Bowl stuff. Not one. Not 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 a second. Sorry. Not that anybody's asking this question, but why they keep doing it is just marketing. No, exactly. What else are you going to put in between the week of of the Super Bowl and like you already got two All Star games for college prospects, then you got the Pro Bowl Skills Challenge. What else are you going to put in the, during the week? You you act like these the NFL doesn't need TV ratings. You know, what I, would, you know what I would prefer. Product. You know what I would prefer. Hear me out. You know what I prefer, and this would combat tanking down the stretch. Have the two worst teams play with the winner taking the first overall pick. 
that would mean that I have to, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. However, that would mean that they're going to have to continue to play or return to the team. And then that's a long wait for two horrible franchises. Fair point. Fair point. It'd be a, a, it would be like a college team preparing for their bowl game after three weeks off, but it's a fair point. Um, it's a good idea, though. You have me a little intrigued there. Yeah, yeah, you got me a little bit. No, because I, I hate this notion of teams actually hurting themselves by winning games down the stretch because they hurt their draft position. And it's like – because I remember Dolphin fans in 2019 were pissed off when they beat the Bengals. Not uh, just fans, media members too. Well, even though, spoiler alert, in the end it wouldn't have mattered. Uh, I don't care. It was dumb. Okay, I know, but it's like – And the Bengals intentionally lost, just so you know. No, they didn't because they scored – dude, they scored two touchdowns on the last minute of the And then they game. woke up and realized, what are we doing? <laughs> okay. Uh, hold on. Here we go. FinSRK. FinSRK9, thank you very much. With our draft record, I am not comfortable trading players for picks. It makes me a little queasy. With your draft record, you're not comfortable trading players for picks? No, you should be comfortable trading players for picks because you're going to get proven commodities as opposed to mystery. No, 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 no. Omar, he's talking about trading veterans to get picks in return. Oh, okay. Um, you're, you're not trading him for the picks. You're trading him to un, undo, to, to release the cap, to, to create cap flexibility. So it's not about, it's unloading. It's not about the draft picks. It's about money. Yeah, but the way to rebuild the roster would be to hitting on to be hitting on those picks, and they hit on Devon Achan. Yes, last year, uh, Cam Smith, jury's still out. Channing Tindall not looking good. Aroko Zakama, incomplete. Six, and the rest were sixth and seventh round picks. So, no, thank you very much again. If twenty twenty if twenty twenty four season ends badly, wouldn't it be a good idea to offload big contracts in twenty twenty five? And trade 2025 picks to stock up on 2026 picks for the next rebuild. Man, we are looking down the road. Um, rebuild however you want to rebuild. And then if the next GM, that's the next GM's decision. And I'm not, I'm not even focused on that until we get the next GM. Yeah, no. If it if it goes south in 2024, yeah, you're gonna see some seismic moves. I would imagine next yeah. offseason. I can't. Um, I can't live in tomorrow and two inning twenty six. I can't. Um, oh boy, here we go. Hold on, Travis Jayton. Thank you, Travis. Time to throw and pass block. Win rate. Miami's what was bottom three in the league, and both Tua made the offense too competent. No, look competent. Isn't that elevation? Um, a lot of these analytics, and I'm just going to be tr completely transparent with you folks. A lot of these new age computer driven analytics make me extremely comfortable because you're telling me this is what a computer says and it takes out the human element or the eyeball element to a lot of that stuff and for instance yards after run expectation or something of that nature like what the bleep is that like come on based on where computer dots are moving you're going to tell me what a running back can do and create i wonder what frank gore yards per run completion element yards per run uh productivity it's all foolishness um 
I, I hear the point that that gentleman is making that, yes, to a timing, decision making, quick trigger, it, 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 it made the offensive line look less um, incompetent or have less struggles than it than it did. And it put pressure on him. And I do believe that that has some validity to it. But man, it was at some point and poop is going to poop is going to I don't want to I don't want you to say a word. I don't. Oh, no, oh, no, I'm going to say something. Go ahead. I, I don't. I don't want you to say a word. If I will say, finish my sentence. If you promise me not to say, you are not going to say a word. Oh, I make no promises. Go for it. At some point, we got to stop making excuses. <laughs> All right, and, and Travis, I will see. I will see your metric because that win. That win. Uh, that was it. Pass block win rate. I see that, and I'm like, there's certain games I see where it, the, the number is like horrible, and, and I'm like, I watched the game, and I'm I'm sorry, I don't see it. Uh, I'm, I'll throw you a different metric. This is pressure percentage of quarterbacks. This is according to Pro Football Reference in 2023. Tua was pressured on 15.7 percent of his targets. Sorry, of his pass, his pass attempts. That ranks fourth best in terms of the protection in the NFL. Okay. So and, I think this idea that the tool was under constant pressure the entire season. I'm sorry, yeah, I'm not. There, need, there needs to be context. He gets the ball out of his hand so quickly that it's it's hard to pressure him, and, that, and that's what defenses say, and they know. And you talk to defenders, and you figure out the challenges of defending Tua. That that would be what I would be getting to at the Pro Bowl. Like we talk to elite defenders, and they'll tell you the challenges of playing it too. But listen. At some point, you just got to stop putting the excuses out there, and you just got to start beating good teams and good quarterbacks. It's not happening. It needs to get done. Um, we need to we need to move on, Omar, if we're going to get you out of here on time. Please. Scott Frazier. Thank you, Scott. Uh, Tua versus big teams. Connor Williams, not great versus big dogs. Oh, Omar, Omar, not going to be happy with that? Yeah, yeah. You're not going to put no disrespect on Connor Williams' name, not on my watch. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. That's your best offensive lineman, and he was mowing down people all season. His snapping, trash. No, but, it wasn't that last year. It wasn't that bad, but it was still bad. It's not good. Let's let's at least acknowledge that. But he is not a problem. He is okay. definitely not a problem. And your offense took a drastic downswing when Connor Williams wasn't in that lineup. Let's rock. It also coincided with playing better teams. So causation or or I forget how that goes. Exactly. Me too. Finn Fan and Bill's territory. Thank you very much. Dolphins were conservative with injuries. Why aren't they conservative with getting key players off the field when game is out of hand? I.e. Chubb McDaniel answer on Chubb was he wanted to stay in. Could not agree with you more. Bradley Chubb had this kind of business being on the field at the end of that game. None. And this BS of like uh, well, he wanted to. His answer was that the, the the defensive players wanted to finish the game on a high note with some good reps, really good reps at the end of, a, of an ass kicking. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I like Mike McDaniel. Uh, I agree with a lot of things he says. I'm, I wasn't buying that for a second. I did not like his answer. I think that was a bad faux pas. I don't care. And Finn Fan in in Bill's hostile territory. I want to encourage you. There are better places to live than Buffalo, sir or Rochester, New York, upstate New York, please, like, you consider your options. Really? Wow, you're dumping on Buffalo here. ZD. I've dumped on Buffalo my whole career. We have created a truce at this present moment. That sounded like a truce. Sir, you need to move from Buffalo. 
Okay. They know how I feel about Buffalo. Uh, Z, do you like Leland trading down their 20? It's 21st, by the way. Uh, overall pick for an interior offensive lineman center since they can get good talent in the late first, early second. I, I have zero problem with that. I think it would make a lot of sense, actually. Totally depends on whether or not they resign Robert Robert Hunt and Connor Williams. Like, And at this point, I'm not going to speculate about anything that they do in the draft because, lo and behold, we got to have free agency first. K-Dove, uh, thank you very much. Vikings were in a similar situation last year as us and reset their roster and remain competitive, but placed third. Would it be okay if we reset with the same result? No, would not be it would okay. have to be a reset, but a reset is not happening. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend to you that it's not. And the Vikings are going to continue to reset because they're probably going to get rid of Kirk Cousins or move on from Kirk Cousins. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see. see what we got else here. Uh, ZD again. Was this follow -up? I don't know if you can. See, well, I could see this and I move. If you can see this, but as a follow up, didn't Connor Williams also play guard? So he would be flexible position wise. I'm not paying. He's already. We're too far down that rabbit hole to turn back now. So. He's either going to be your center of the future, or he's going to move on to another team, and you're going to go go get a center of the future. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's that complicated right now, to be honest with you. Oh, um, you see Leslie Frazier signed with the Seahawks. I know, I did not see that. Um, no, Seahawks to be their defensive coordinator. That makes a lot of sense and makes me angry. Uh, yeah, and, and and this to continue with the conversation. Um. I I was looking the other day and I didn't want to do the work because I had already put in a ridiculous amount of hours on the Christian Wilkins work, but I started looking at defensive coordinator jobs. WSVN sir and Moser is one of our one of us now. Okay. I was I was looking at defensive coordinator jobs. There are a lot of defensive coordinator openings. I don't even know if Miami has a top five defensive coordinator job based on what you got to work with. Like Location, money, yes. Yeah, come tax. You, well, you do have a lot of high-end talent, except a lot of it's on the men. High-end, name it. Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips, Christian Wilkins, if you re-sign him. Javon Holland. Was yeah, I, I don't count Christian Wilkins. Javon Holland. Jalen Ramsey. Are, are you really counting Javon Holland as top end? Let's be real. Let's be honest. Pro football focus says he's the best safety. I, I, didn't, ask you pro, I didn't ask you about pro football focus. He's I got asked high, he's, got he's got high-end potential, yes. Did you is he high end potential or high end talent? By Answer the way, question. Stop let, dancing around it. Hold on. you Michael Jackson. Hold Stop on. Stop dancing around it. Is he high end talent or high end potential? Can I, I inform the people Leslie Frazier signed as assistant head coach with uh, the Seahawks, not as DC. Okay. Right so now he's a high end high end potential more so than a high end player. Okay, so then I can't allow you to put him on the high end talent list. I don't even feel know how I feel about Jalen Phillips on the high end talent list, but I'll allow it. Um, he's the in the high end potential, huh? I, you got it's actually here. You got Chubb, Jalen, and who else? And and uh, Jalen, both Jalen's, and who else? Max Healer's a very good player. Okay, did I did I ask you that, dude? Okay. How many how many teams have five have five elite defensive players? You're making it sound like every team has one of those. Go ahead. Offense kind of did last year, but. Uh, well, who who have they lost at the, other than Christian? You're gonna say say X? 
Yeah, X is still up. X is still, come on. You don't act like quarterbacks don't fear X still? I don't know that they fear him anymore, Omar. I'm, I, I, and, and you know I'd rather a guy that you once feared than a guy that you never feared. Just my personal opinion. I'm sorry, what, once again? I said I would rather a guy that you once feared rather than a guy that you never feared. Well, That's duh. I mean. Yes. Yeah. All right, but, all right, let's tackle James here. Thank you, James. I know Omar at least don't recall Poop saying one way or the other. Says a tight end is just not part of the offense. Is that based on the need to protect Tua? All four championship teams have elite tight ends. Mark Andrews, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Sam Laporta. Yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, James, I did not give that some thought. I did not give that any thought. I will be recalibrating my decision and my judgment, and I will give you a new ruling on Monday. Um, um, you know what else that they have in common? The two Super Bowl teams at the very least, or even you could throw in, yeah, the final four, they all had very good off-the-ball linebackers. Jack Campbell, was just, by the way, that Detroit absolutely crushed their draft. I mean, man. Yeah, they uh, did. They Detroit did. with Jack Campbell, Casey with Nick Bolton, who's a hell of a player, Frisco with Fred Warner and Dre, Dre Greenlaw and the Baltimore with Patrick Ro Queen and Roquan Smith. Patrick Queen was a free agent, by the way. Um, I'm not sure I know this one. Chalk Vantra, co-defensive coordinators per sources. Okay. Let's get to five questions because I got to get out of here. I want to take five questions from the regular chat and hopefully that people put them in there. Okay, well, hold on. We have to answer this one. Matt, thank you very much. Poop and no more covering the Finns beat like Crockett and Tubbs. Thanks for all your hard work, fellas. Appreciate you. Thank you, Matt. Uh -huh. which, which one am I? Oh, wow. We're being called. Oh, all right. That was a joke. You didn't my joke. I don't so. even know the difference between Crockett and Tubbs. I couldn't tell you. Miami Miami. Miami. I know. I know. You don't know we're, the difference. We're, 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 being, we're being called social media sissies. And I, I guess. Oh, maybe it's this era of players, social media sissies. I don't know. Um. Was that directed? I want, want to address something because I know um, somebody in army are, are always lurking, um, looking, watching, talking. Um, we have had some, we have been in talks and working towards different podcast unites um, discussions for quite a while. And we have things in the queue already. Um, and if if people will have to wait their turn if i already asked you asked you out on a date you're not going to jump ahead of you know somebody you on the streets not going to jump well kind of sometimes that happens but somebody you 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 shouldn't jump ahead of people that i've already asked out on a date so um we got something special planned for you for next week i believe we're going to do it tuesday or launch it tuesday um i'm super excited about it and it will lead to conversations. And that's what Podcast Unites is about, leading you to conversations that you generally would not have and maybe podcasts that you might also have interest in. Um, I think there's tons of space for all of our podcasts and tons of space for all of our opinions. What I want to do is have educated dialogue, not argue, not not yell at one another, not call each other names, not throw dirt on one another. Um, that's easy. I think the elevated conversations are the harder part. And I just want to feed the Dolphins fan base in the best way possible. So there. Well said. What what he said. 
<laughs> um, give me three more questions because I got to get out of here. Okay, I, I had one here. This this comes up all the time. Uh, if not to it, then how? No, I think that means then I think supposed then to read then who. What yes. are the best options to replace him? No rookie is guaranteed. Forget rookies. There, there'll be veterans out there. The, Hold on, the, guys. Before you shake your head, it could be. Hear me out. It could be Kirk Cousins and mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to come open at some yes, point. I'm not picking game. Jimmy Garoppolo over Tua. If you want to do Kirk Cousins over Tua, we can do it. I can. I. I, I will grin and bear it and and bite down and do it. But I'm not necessarily certain. And even you said it on Podcast Unites that it doesn't necessarily lead you to better long term success. But as far as I, what that you wouldn't necessarily you didn't like when I backed you into a corner to choose Kirk Cousins over to uh, Kirk Cousins or Tua because you, because you were pinning me down to three years. I don't want to be pinned down to three years. Well, I'm only giving you that option because if you're doing anything, you're you're going to do it with a three year window. You're not doing it just for this season. Why not? Uh, and and yes, I, I would prefer having Kirk Cousins in 2024 than I would Tua and Jimmy Jimmy G. Well, by the way, look at his numbers. If you want to talk about the one, Omar, don't shake your head, Omar. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear. Okay, you do that, you do that silently. You want to oh. talk one one loss record? Jimmy Garoppolo's is off the charts in his time in San Francisco with a passer rating over 100. I so know. again, then if you're going to look strictly at those stats, he's every bit. Uh, as good as Tua, maybe even a little better in terms of those those stats. I don't know that he gets you over the top, even though he did go to the Super Bowl one year. Uh, even though when it came to crunch time in the fourth quarter, Patrick Mahomes made the plays and he didn't. And he had a he had the ball in his hands with a chance at a game winning drive, and was off the mark. So, right. um, so when Tree, when you say if not Tua, then who? Those are two names out there. All right. Well, folks, I'm going to end that on that note because i don't want to fight with alan poupard about quarterbacks i really don't um we love you we appreciate you we thank you uh tell a friend we're at thirteen thousand subscribers which is big for us we appreciate it and we know based on our daily that you people really actually watch as opposed to people who pay for their subs not a shot just facts um and we thank you we will see you Later on in the week, if something breaks, something pops, obviously Leslie Frazier is off the table. Damn it. Um, we will be here. Brandon Staley's not off the table, right? Still on table? Nope. And oh, and let me let me finish this live podcast with my prediction. I think I may have said this earlier in the week. I'm still gonna say I think it's gonna wind up being Anthony Campanelli. Okay. <laughs> um I <laughs> thrilled with this uh listen hey if that's who you want to lay down with and it is what it is i and i have nothing against anthony campanelli but if his t if his players if players would have said it need to be campanelli i would have i would have said it need to be campanelli that wasn't what was said so on that note we will be back later this week or maybe next week you know how we roll um we will see you you know how to find all our work on alldolphins.com um for free no subscription no paywall and we love you give your hat tip sir
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.